You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Neo-Maxi Zoom Dweeby. What is a geek? Portals, motor pants, blood, blood, waist oil, Dweeby, big head, geek, geek, What was that fucking Kevin Smith movie with red in the title? Jesus red Christ. State. Thank you. Fuck. Oh, yeah. That they was the funniest a, one. They started a fight. <laughs> Actually, have you seen Tusk? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't that's, do it for me. It was it was a little over the top. That's a disturbing film. That was I like, haven't seen... Go ahead. Uh, that was like the most horror-ish movie I've watched in years. Interesting. Yeah. You haven't seen... Uh, I haven't seen Yoga Hosers. Me neither. It's... It's fine. You're not missing anything. Yeah, but I haven't even seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Now that's that's good. Mm. I was on a huge Kevin Smith kick for the longest time. Like I saw him live. I saw Hollywood Babylon live. I would listen to Hollywood Babylon every week, and then I kind of just fell off. Yeah, I f- I felt really bad. I got like recommitted as a diehard fan when I like badmouthed him when he blew me off when he was in town a couple years mm. ago. But then like uh, two weeks later, he had that heart attack. Hmm. So now I feel like he wasn't blowing me off when he said he felt really tired for no reason and didn't want to leave his hotel room. Right. <laughs> so I, I was immediately like, oh, I should double down on being a fan. He, he wasn't being a dick. You made him have a heart attack? Yeah, that's what I got. No, but like through Muse, I set, him, I set him up like a tour with the dispensary at Rare Degnus because they carry all the Star Wars strains, right. people I worked for. And then, yeah, he just bailed. And it was like I had I had to get like four people involved and okay all the badge people and they were like kevin's coming right jake and you're like he'll be here any minute oh uh, no <laughs> yeah then muse texted me like 10 15 minutes before they're gonna be there i was like kevin's really tired and doesn't feel like leaving his hotel room and i was like well He's that's some if- bullshit and then yeah like three weeks later i was like oh i'm a dick he keeps asking if i'm making toast but uh <laughs> That's a stroke. Oh, is it? <laughs> Fuck. I thought a heart attack was that, too. I don't know. Oh, a maybe. heart attack is croissants. You smell burning croissants. Oh, I, oh more butter. I had, I had one. I didn't smell anything. You had a heart attack? Uh, effectively, yeah. Whoa. But there's no muscle damage. When was damage. this? Uh, 2012. Oh, shit. There was no muscle you- damage, though. It was just uh, I had two stents put in my heart. Yeah. Jesus, Damn, dude, dude. I never knew. Yeah. It was after... Um, Patty's day at the bar we, it was on a saturday so there was the parade and it was saint patrick's day and the same day so it was like this stress confluence of shit and we had a six month old and we were short staff and we were overwhelmed and it was very stressful day weekend really because we just really starting the bar and i didn't eat very well that weekend And, and, and it wasn't that weekend but that's really what put it over the top that's what kicked it into high gear and yeah i went out on monday to black and red with some people and my friends and while i was there i was getting these severe chest pains like uh something was on my chest and like an elephant or something really big so i I went to the car i put jael in the car just to see if maybe it was the weight and i waited and i was like okay then i put her back got my friends drove them home and then drove myself home and waited for ez to come home before we went to the hospital to get checked they were like dude you've been having a heart attack for like two hours when you have a heart attack an enzyme gets released into your blood so they can trace it and see that you've had one yeah Um, 
they couldn't determine if I did. So they, they kept me overnight because my blood pressure was high, but it was a stressful day sitting in a hospital with a six month old and all that other shit. Yeah. Um, I handled stress a little differently back then. And they kept me overnight in the ICU just because they had to monitor me. And the next day they did an angiogram and they went in through my wrist and then I got two stents. Holy Damn. fuck, dude. Yeah. You would never know, man. Like you seem just as spry as ever. Yeah. And also, do you want me to cut all of this out of the podcast? I don't care. I mean, whatever. I tell okay. anybody it happened. You yeah. know, I'm re- I'm always reluctant to say I had a heart attack because that usually has a connotation of just like, oh, you're damaged and uh, weakened. And uh, I, I don't think I had that. I just had a, uh, a big bang on the back door. Yeah. You have an arc reactor in your chest right now? Not yet. Uh, I'm not at that point, but it, it's, I don't want to get to that point, to be honest. Matt Oren now with light up action. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu. Yeah, good. man. So you were just at Chorito one day and then you were like, Mr. the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm coming. Welcome again to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks. As usual, I like to count it and say it off there. We're doing episode 240. I am Matt Orr. Oh, yeah. I'm Jake Becker. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. What's up, y'all? Mitch Jones. So true. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to share this real quick. This is kind of like breaking news. They made a jingle for sexy pizza. Have you heard it yet, Jake? No. Is that is that the one with me in it? I don't know. I'm in it, though. Uh, Kurt made a jingle for sexy pizza down there, and I got to oh, throw a no. whisper in it. Well, if no, you hear it on the radio, you'll hear, you'll hear me, and I want you to nice. let me know. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we're here. Uh, what are we talking about? We're here. We're queer. We don't want any more bears. <laughs> yeah. Otters for life. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, I, I'm gonna have to figure out a new hairdo. I saw the top of my head the other day, and I don't know what who I'm trying to fool. Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna go full cul-de-sac? <laughs> I don't know. Is cold is cul-de-sac the move? Yeah, dude. I look you like Larry fucking, David. What do I got going on? You look here? like Larry Fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then let it grow out into a full-on skullet. <laughs> like that dude, the sleep singer from Strapping Young Lad. Okay. I don't know. I gotta make a decision though. It's getting bad. A skullet. But Betty White died. Oh. That was, the, that was entertaining. Oh, yeah, all right, Betty, Betty White. White. The original Man. geek. Yeah, dude, she was a car broad. I love her. <laughs> what do you mean she had like a nice car collection? Nah, dude, her first show she did for Plymouth back back way back when she was young. I think yeah. 49, 49 she did the Plymouth Hour and then in uh, 1955 she was the spokesperson person for General Motors for the 55 Bel Air, which is probably my favorite car nice. ever. Yeah, the 55 Bel Airs perfect interesting would you say that you're the fresh prince of 55 bellers i wish oh i came home from the hospital in one. Oh, really whoa oh, that's a sweet car it's like a mr miyagi car yeah they're the best 55 bellers <laughs> the motherfucking shit well i think miyagi had a 56 in the sh- in the movie well for me uh they look I, the same i recognize this type of car from like the karate kid movie yeah because back when they made the karate kid if you owned one it was a very white trash poor kind of thing to do mm. if you were still polishing a fucking 40 year old car it's it it's kind it's kind of like video game technology where when it's like one generation outdated nobody gives a fuck but when it's 30 years old then everybody's like it's retro mm. same thing happens with oh cars yeah dude those are constantly. dope cars man yeah they're the shit and the it it's nerdy but the drive dynamics of them they were the first modern modern car you they drive like a true car 
or Back to the Future. What year was that? Fifty-five. Uh, yeah, there's a f- couple fifty-five Bel Airs. There's a f- couple fifty-five two tens, which was like the cheaper model, but the same body. That were was back any, when all the models were on one body. Were there any later model cars that were in that movie that angered you when you saw it? No, he was very staunch about it. And again, back when they made them, you could get them a dime a dozen. They were literally like six hundred dollar cars. You could go fucking get them anywhere. Oh wow! Nobody, nobody gave a shit. And movie cameras weren't as good back then, so the cars weren't. They didn't have to be show cars. It's fun listening to the director and uh, like the lead dude. I think he's just a producer now on the Fast and the Furious films mm-hmm. because that is a thing. Like in the first movies, they were still using old camera technology, so they could use cars that were ten footers. Where like if you got up close to them, they looked like shit, but from ten feet away, they looked okay. Huh. And like that, that was all movie cars for all of history. If you ever go look at the Universal car lot. The cars don't look good. Like they're not show cars. The body panels are rough. The customizations don't look quite right. And because it doesn't matter. They're just. No, it, it wouldn't show up on camera. Same way that right. no one's acne would show up on camera back in the day. But now with HD cameras, everybody's skin flaws show. Big pores. Oh, God, it looks show. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's talked about it in interviews where it was like when we started, you know, I could reach out to the tuning community in L.A. and Las Vegas and be like, bring your cars. I'll put them in a movie. And then he's like, by like the fourth movie, the cameras were so good that it was like, fuck, we have to like get cars for the movie because we right. can't just have people showing up in their shitty tuner cars. Raising the value <laughs> of the movie. Mm-hmm. They raised the value of those Dom's charger between that movie franchise and the fucking Dukes of Hazard franchise. They've yeah. wrecked more of those than ever got registered. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, I bet. For fuck real they're like a unicorn now between those two things they are fucking gone they've wrecked so many of them on purpose it's insane wasteful creating Tony, parts. Uh, yeah driving up the market well fucking uh r.i.p betty white she, yeah, she dude. had that she had that whole fucking thing made about how she was gonna be 100 and then she just died at 99 she had 17 days dude she was right there well, you, Someone, what about if you count the number of leap years that she experienced? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yep. Someone on uh, Twitter said that she lived through more than 17 leap years, which would give her, she she got past 100. So we fucking count it. Fuck yeah, dude. She's a bad, bad lady. She's and, a good, and, good and person. just for a little bit of reference here, uh, sliced bread was invented in 1928. Five years after she was born. So she is older than sliced bread. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Betty White role? Is it Golden Girls or is it not in Cleveland? Dude, it's got to be Mary Tyler Moore. I love watching her be the dirty 35, 40 year old lady on Mary Tyler Moore. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. She's funny on that. I'm trying to remember what other shows I'd seen. I didn't watch that hot in Cleveland, but I, I watched clips and it was really funny. Yeah. Was it a I good mean, show? Regardless. No, I mean, it was on, it was a Nick at night original. So, you know, it was probably fucking garbage, but a lot of people probably watched it. That's yeah. True. It, but they like, knew their demographic. Generally any show that comes over from elsewhere and then airs at Nick at night is pretty solid. Nick at night, original programming is shitty. That's fair. Mm-hmm. We in my that, estimation. We that hey, if you want to prove me wrong, fucking leave it in the comments. You know what I'm saying? People <laughs> listening. Yeah. What the fuck, people? Why are you coming at <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, why are you doing that? I uh, I don't know. I always think about Betty White in the Simpsons episode where Homer pledges $10,000 to PBS so that he can keep <laughs> watching this one show. Uh, <laughs> ethnic Mismatch Comedy number 257 is the title of the show or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and then she great. goes to 
she goes to collect the money and he has to like run away to that island because because <laughs> uh you can't pay pbs yeah <laughs> <laughs> I read a good story from one of the Simpsons writers from then. I guess when he was younger, he was a staff writer on Golden Girls. Uh-huh. And he said by his estimation, he remembered meeting Betty White one time at the studio for Golden Girls. Yeah. And then when she came in to do the Simpsons, I guess he like started to introduce himself and was like, hi, you probably don't remember me. And she immediately was like, no, you're Mike, whatever, so-and-so. Oh my God, I love you guys. You you were like some of the best writers and like had it down pat and was just like a good, genuine person. And he was like, I don't know if I like was in the room and met her more than that or she just really cared about her job. But yeah, good for her. Yeah, it was she a cool story. Like she, she was pretty well with it well into her 90s she had that stan lee where it's just like right i'm 97 she did badass shit for the uh 60s or not six it was even earlier than that but for the racial injustice movement back in the day hmm. oh yeah she had the she had I a variety remember. show yeah and she had a, a black guy on there and all the executives were like you can't do this she was like fuck yes yeah, i'm so gonna do it anyway on for more time following up for like several episodes she just kept giving this guy airtime because she, white people playing she was a returning character on the love boat mm-hmm. the love boat i remember that yeah soon we'll be making another run mama's family mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure i remember I liked her in the Golden Girls. How could you not? Yeah, yeah, she's awesome in the Golden Girls. She's playing like the same character as in Mary Tyler Moore, just a little dumber. Just dumber, yeah. Yeah. I think regardless, anytime Betty White showed up in a thing, you could count on her for a solid performance. Absolutely. If not the entire thing that she was in, yeah. at least her scene was fucking solid. Yeah. yeah. Now, she was an American uh, gem. Yeah, man. Oh, also, she was one of my favorite panel members on Match Game. Mm. where she met her husband word yep and he Alan bought Martin. her a beautiful 1977 cadillac that she drove for the rest of her life that she <laughs> called parakeet <laughs> nice man well now she and brett summers and charles nelson riley and richard dawson they're all Hell fucking, yeah, dude. they're all living it up in the whatever comes after this life with gene rayburn oh dude ah. she's drunk as hell with liberace they were they were she was his beard for years that's awesome <laughs> oh man R.I.P. Betty White. Yeah. All right. So I finished phase one with my family. Oh, yeah. You're doing a big rewatch. I know you've said it in the chat, but will you tell the listeners what you're doing with your Marvel rewatch? Yes. I'm doing a modified Marvel, a a modified MCU showing. And the goal, so I'm not meaning to offend anybody here. The goal is to get character development familiarity, right? So that they could watch all these Disney shows and know whose character is, what they bring to the table. So we watched all of phase one, except for Iron Man 2. Skip that. We don't need to get to it yet. But I did explain to my daughters that when we're done with all of them, if they want to go back and watch those movies, I can and will. And we finished the Avengers. What's that? Question. Yes. Did you watch The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton? No. Okay. I think it's irrelevant because Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is introduced in uh, The Avengers so anyway sorry didn't mean to interrupt in a very good way you know like the anticipation of when's the hulk coming when's the hulk coming Mm -hmm. and uh i thought they handled that extremely well and i was very happy with it upon rewatch 
So it's going well. They're into it. They have questions. They're all about what's going on. They want to watch some of the more modern movies, but we're going to phase two now. And we're going to start with Winter Soldier because I feel like that's important to one, reintroduce Bucky, but two, to really get a strong sense of Cap's willingness to do what's right. And in that case, it might not even be right, to be honest with you, but there's development. And Tony Stark's dead. Go ahead. Also, it introduces Sam Wilson. Right. Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, uh, the, the missteps in phase one, not missteps, the movies that aren't as, uh, tied into everything. I just don't think they had as well of an idea of what they were going to do. Like when you watch Iron Man 2 or yeah. Thor, Thor 2. Yeah. It wasn't until the first Avengers movie where they're like, holy shit, we can print our own money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make a fucking loan from the bank of me. So and we're going to make more. We're going to be watching Thor 3, Ragnarok, but I don't want to watch 2. But three, yeah, 2 sucks. 3 has... <laughs> Three has development, though, doesn't it? Like it introduces, there's something in there that it introduces that I find is pretty important. I can't well, remember. Well, it, it kind of establishes more of the intergalactic shit, too. Right. But but it, it, it definitely develops Thor and Hulk as characters much more than they had in anything else. So I also, think as far as watching the movies that are going to keep your daughters the most interested and in coming along with the universe, that one's definitely in there. Yeah. And the end, the end of Thor Ragnarok is, is like five minutes before Infinity War starts. Yeah. Because the last thing you see is Thanos' ship bearing down on the Asgardian lifeboat. Yep. Which is my favorite sexual position, by the way, the Asgardian lifeboat. <laughs> Man, I looked that one up in the uh, Odin Sutra, and like nobody's legs move like that. Come on. <laughs> Only if you be worthy can you lift it. <laughs> do do uh, either one of you still watch The Daily Show? No. No. Yeah, I'll never stop. But uh, Trevor Noah had a very good joke about the Kama Sutra recently that was basically that. It was like, that'd be like finding out the guy who wrote the Kama Sutra was a virgin, which would make sense. No one's legs work like that. It's <laughs> a good Trevor Noah. <laughs> I watch I watch him a lot. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And every night I turn it off and I'm like, I wish it was John Stewart. Yeah. But he's gonna have that new show on Apple Plus though. He already had it. The whole first season was four episodes. Holy bajolies. Yeah, it was very good, though. I, I highly recommend it to both of you and anyone okay. listening. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Matt, what is the omission besides Thor the Dark World from Phase 2 that you're not going to show your family? I'm trying to remember what Phase 2 is, but my list has them in order chronologically, which is what I was planning on to, on doing. I can okay. pull it up on Disney if you want to. Here, I'm phase twoing it right now. Uh, all right. So, Iron Man 3 is the first movie in phase two. I thought it was yeah. Thor 2. Is it Iron Man 3? It is Iron Man 3. And then is it Ant Man? Ant Man's no. the last movie in phase two. Oh, concluded yeah. with Ant Man. Yes. Okay. All right. Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, yeah. Winter Soldier, Guardians, Age of Ultron, Ant Man. So, my thought is I, I don't know if I need to do it chronologically now, but I'm going to do it in, by phase. So, I'll skip Iron Man 3 and Dark World and then just do the last four. Yeah. I don't I'm think I need. Check. I don't think I need three for the Mandarin because my daughters are familiar with the Ten Rings. But yes. if you'll, it'll also have character development for Tony Stark, where he did the sacrifice play in Avengers. He has PTSD. He finds out that he's 
more than just his armor. Yeah, but they they know who he is. They know what kind of person he is. Uh, they know he's flawed, and and that's fine. They could figure out the rest of that nuance. It's like meeting. I want to see um age of ultron because it introduces wanda you know and right. and vision also some good uh, character development for clint barton in that movie i'm yeah. talking more about characters but yes you are correct so that'll that'll be my phase two my phase so you're, sk- you're skipping iron man three and thor the dark world you're jumping right into winter soldier yes and then it goes to guardians of the galaxy does it not yes which you're keeping yeah, yeah, that's a good hit. Yeah. Then it goes to Ultron, and then yeah. you're keeping Ant Man. Yes. Okay, that's a solid set. Solid so far. I don't agree with Iron Man three, but you know, how much time do you have? <laughs> we- <laughs> I I would argue more for Iron Man three if his daughters were a little bit older. Okay. Because I think a lot of the nuanced character development in Iron Man three would just be tedious and fucking boring to children that young. Okay. It would be. Yes. It would have been to me at that age. I would have been like, great, do the damn thing team up fight a fucking thing i don't right. care that you're sad they might like to see pepper with powers that that i could see but you get more of that later too right you get her in the full rescue um but i'm excited for phase three because there's a lot to watch in phase three yeah dude trey face trey face trey i'm that gonna watch with civil war yeah very excited about civil war so are they Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. You. Black Panther. I'm thinking of skipping Black Panther. And I know. I mean, if you've already seen Civil War, you don't need it. That's my point. Yeah. That's, that's my argument. Um, and, But you know what? They maybe want to see Shuri because she is pretty badass. Uh, I, yeah, but she, I think you could watch like a highlight reel of Black Panther and not sit and, to the movie. And the other girls. I mean, they're they're pretty badass. Yeah. The Koye, Nakia, the Dorme Melage, whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Melage. thank you. I, I got it mixed up. Quick interjection, though. Are they rewriting it, the next Black Panther movie, so that Shuri's not Black Panther because uh, Letitia Wright is. Yeah, I don't think anti- she's getting a ton of promotions. And they had to shut down production over her because she got hurt. Yeah, but I think it had to do with her not obeying safety protocol. protocol. No, not that stuff. Like she just was also ignoring like stunt coordinators and shit. Mm, okay. Pretty dumb. Uh, all right. So, what else? So, you're skipping Black Panther. I'm not sure yet. There's a chance I will. And then it looks like it's Infinity War, uh-huh. Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Endgame, and then Far From Home. Now, I'm thinking, though, do when's the first time we, we meet Spider-Man? Civil War. War. That's when we first met him? It wasn't in his own movie? Yep. No. Okay. He was a surprise. in Under Roos. Yeah. Should I? <laughs> Remember they cut him out of the trailer? Right. Should I watch Captain Marvel before any of these movies? Yes. Mm, I mean, well, you should have technically watched it right after the first Avenger if you're doing it that way. Well, no, yeah, but chronological. Yeah, but I, yeah, I but Captain Marvel, the story relies on you knowing most of what's happened here's in the an Marvel argument, universe. Here's an argument that one of my students brought up, and I was I was <laughs> very into it. The argument was you should watch it the way they were released because then you could appreciate those post-credit scenes more because they're made for the next movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, that's true. And that's kind of what I mean. I mean, with Captain Marvel, that's kind of the whole thing, though. Like, a lot of a lot of the treats in that movie were knowing where it stood with everything else. 
Right. And the the scrolls and the, the whole damn thing. Was... So here, here's a story. How about this? How about after we meet Wanda? So after Ultron, somewhere around there, we watch Captain Marvel because now they could see what's her name, Rambo. Mm-hmm. And then they can make the connection for when they watch WandaVision. But I don't know if they're going to like WandaVision because sitcoms fall short on them. They don't watch that stuff. Yeah. And the story's weak. So without the nostalgia crutch, it'll probably be a hard stretch for. I think the story is as strong as her grasp on reality and i like that (laughs) i do i I like that that was a very polite i feel like i've never had a teacher as cool as you (laughs) no but think about it uh it it was very fragile um yeah up up until they introduced agnes and then they were like now we have a show we want to commit to right i liked it i liked the way that they they did it and I, I feel like, and I'd said it while we were watching it, that it was almost done. And and I, I, I'm not saying it correctly, but I say like from her perspective, but it's done with like her psyche or her mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But still there was, it's just, it's the sloppiest thing since like Thor too. <laughs> There's just so many fucking plot holes. It nags at me when I watch it. Like they're never going to get around to answering anything they set up. They just first two thirds of the season. Uh oh, magic. Ooh, yeah. But what happened with Photon? She fucked off until she met back up with Carol Danvers and uh, Kamala Khan in Marvels, but Marvels, which is not out yet. Right, but like, didn't she be like, "I'm going to use these powers to kick some ass"? Now that I'm not trapped in Westview, I don't know. We got all the way to the multiverse, and they didn't address that they had already backdoored a mutant into the universe. I thought it was funny in that Doctor Strange teaser after No Way Home, where she's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry about like when Doctor Strange approaches Wanda, and she's like, "Look, if this is about when he's like, I'm not here to talk about Westview. I'm here to talk about the thing I did and fucked everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that, that that was cool, but I liked having a trailer at the end of the movie about as much as I like the musical scene. Yeah, that it did kind of make me salty. Are you talking about yeah, Rogers the, the musical? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. I mean, I I appreciate that, and I liked it was a fun song and a fun performance. But a post credit scene is not supposed to be a longer view of something I already saw in the fucking show. Like it's been set up as being a teaser for what's to come, much like your student said and they and, don't want and an additional stepping stone scene so that's the same reason the doctor strange thing is like cool so we waited in the theater through that real bad piss i had to take and you guys showed me a trailer you're gonna show the whole fucking world in a week cool there's there's no reward there there was no setup or anything i love it i i mean it, it's cool but i don't think it captures any of the excitement of the earlier i thought it was hysterical it definitely deflated are you talking mind. about the musical I'm, yeah i'm more i'm more talking about the the trailer i think the musical was oh. at least a bold choice i think putting a trailer as one of the post-credit scenes is fucking chicken shit pretty lame oh yeah lame. for uh yeah yeah i agree why didn't it get its own scene all right i'm with you um, yeah that was a little frustrating for sure it, yeah just you know don't don't do it like just have the oh. mid-credits scene and then be done it's jones question are you from phase three are you not going to show black widow or no that's phase four what am i even talking i about? was just about to say phase four starts with black widow and ends with fantastic four. Oh, 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 oh. 
bless us, Stanley, for this bounty we are about to receive. According to this Wikipedia page that I'm on, it's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, Fantastic Four. Yeah. And we get Bill Murray in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. He let it slip in an interview, and then he's confirmed it like three more times. Good for him. Yeah, he did it because he liked, he liked the director's cheerleading movie. So he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp because he enjoyed watching Bring It On. Bring It On. Peyton Reed, Peyton Reed did that? Yeah, and I guess Bill Murray met him at a party in Europe while he was over there doing something and was like, he was a really nice guy and he said he was a director and I watched this really great cheerleading movie he did. And uh, yeah, I went, I was in Europe, so I went and did it. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, Peyton it's going to be great. Man, can you imagine if we lived in the fragment of reality where Edgar Wright got to finish his ant-man movie dude it'd be nuts nuts out nuts out not to say that i don't enjoy what we did get for peyton reed's ant-man vision yeah i think they're very good probably tonally closer to being a scott lang attitude and demeanor with what we got than it would have been honestly yeah this is interesting i have a question so it says that ant-man and the wasp is in post-production yeah they're done but it's still not coming out until July 2023. Yeah. What what was the subtitle of the movie? Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Imagine the amount of CGI. Uh, yeah. Also, they're going to have to connect it to probably Loki season two, I imagine. Yeah. Right. And, and Loki's probably going to be in do- the next Doctor Strange, I imagine. I believe so. Maybe just for even for a moment. So, yeah. Jonathan May Or in a post-credit scene. Is in ant-man and the wasp as kang the conqueror as kang and that's the first confirmed time we will see kang well we right fair enough that that kang fair enough i agree with you i think it's a silly no it's it's not you are but he might he might be blue like we might be getting full-on kang oh i recognize peyton reed i've seen him as an actor Mm -hmm. you would think that eventually they're going to tie Jonathan Majors in any iteration to the Fantastic Four movie they do because he's Nathaniel Richards, right? Oh. Who is? Uh, Kang. He Who Remains, Kang. Yeah, Kang is Richards. Yeah, I think that's where Fantastic Four is going to come in. And I I mean, for me, that was part of the excitement of it actually being Kang. was like, oh, they're they're bringing the family in. The first family's coming. That's going to be so great. I cannot wait to see a proper thing. Dude, I can't wait to see any of it. And I mean, I don't want to get too excited about the casting, but I really hope it's Krasinski and his fucking wife. Mm. Emily Blunt. Thank you. I always want to say it's uh, Emily Dabbs. No, I I picture the wrong person in my head when I think of her, too. Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I read actually somewhere uh, that in the Harry Potter 20th anniversary special or whatever that was just that came out recently. Is it out already? Yeah, I think I believe it is. Um, They showed a childhood picture of Emma, but not the right emma oh they showed emma stone instead of emma thompson no that's emma not watson emma they show watson. emma thompson instead <laughs> of emma watson 
<laughs> no, it was a different Emma. It wasn't Emma Stone. She's the redhead. That was Gwen Stacy, right? Was it the cover from that old VHS movie, Emma? No. Drew Barrymore, right? Silly. It was Emma Roberts. They mixed it up. They used a, a childhood photo of Emma Roberts <laughs> instead of Emma Watson. It's like, yo, what kind of production value is that? It was fuck messed uh, that up. State paid. Yeah, you just do a Google search on Emma Watson. Boom. P- P- PBS quality, homie. Fucking scabs. That's why you should always hire Union. Always hire I mean, union. I, they're they're all Union BBC. That's what I'm saying. Union B. <laughs> hey, all I know is Spider-Man No Way Home was Union made, and that's why it was great. Hell yeah. I believe in the film union. That's important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you don't, you end up with Alec Baldwin killing two people or whatever. <laughs> Do we know? Yeah. Do we know if our our boy in the field had anything to do with that movie? Uh, he did not. Scoop Jackson. Yeah. Scoop Johnson. Scoop. <laughs> Scoop. I don't know. I haven't talked to Scoop in a long time. Uh, yeah. In okay. COVID era. God, fucking. COVID. But we should see what he's doing. See if he wants to come back one day. He's in. T- isn't he in town? Or he's. I. I feel like he's doing a, a show. One of his. Uh, yeah, he's doing a comedian's hour. power hour. Yeah, power but he definitely hour. was on some productions. I follow him on Instagram and stuff, and he was posting pictures from rigs. It's great. Yeah, he's the man. Good for him. Yeah, you got some of those call sheets on your wall. Yeah, they're dope as shit. Yeah, you're good about keeping that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if those characters come back as canon, they'll be dope. So I. I realized yesterday that I was behind on certain things. Uh, I did finish Doom Patrol last week, and I I enjoyed it. It's just a fun show. Yeah, it rocks hard. It, it's so it was just fun. It's goofy. It's different. I I really did enjoy it. Uh, but I went back to Hit Monkey, and I still got a few more episodes left. But it's it's so good. It, he just killed the the episode I watched is where they went after the rooster with all the doubles, all the oh, people yeah. that were dressing up, but then it was him pretending not to be him, being him. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Oh, that show rocks so fucking hard. Yeah, monkey's great, dude. And and the the story is just it's so good. By the end of it, it's it's gonna be a whole nother thing between what you saw in the end. Really? Yeah, man. I know that he's gonna go back to his. He's gonna try to assimilate with another clan of monkeys, but yeah, that's that's the beginning of like the the oh, final the chapter, final kinda. story story arc. Yeah, it I fucking rips. Shout out to my boy Tiny Monkey in that one mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to spoil it but shout out to tiny monkey all right maybe i'll watch it tonight i just but. i i last time i enjoyed anything that much it was definitely daredevil season three season three what was yeah. season three again dead shot fucking throwing flashlights at people's throats oh right uh bullseye oh thank you sorry yeah they're good i was just gonna be like dead shot who's the smith Who's the the villain in Hit Monkey? The girl that shows up, the assassin that they hired, the cleaner, Lady Bullseye. Uh, Lady Bullseye. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I, I don't remember. She's she not in a ton of comics. Hmm. No relation to Bullseye, though. Oh no. I think I think tertiarily there is. She's the rebooted female version. No, I think she's like I think very all a Kate Bishop. She is inspired by Bullseye. Hmm. And, and is aware of him and has seen him in action. She likes to kill people that yeah. slight her. And she's good at it. Mm. And she's got the same skill set as mm. Bullseye of just like, I will grab anything and throw it in your ass. Yeah. That'd be such a cool power to have. Be like, hey, how about this quarter? Oh, shit, it's right through your skull. 
Would you still take that power if you had to have the Colin Farrell scar? Yeah, because I could wear a hat. Okay. Okay. You'd be the only superhero with the lineup with a hat on. (laughs) (laughs) I know, dude. I'd have one of those fucking nanotech, you know? Okay. I thought you were going to go like backwards cap with the strap over the scar, (laughs) like blunt man. Yeah, dude. I would, it would be a full lineup of superheroes and then me wearing the red New York Yankees hat to shout out my boy, Fred Durst. Hell yeah. Mitch could be Wigman, Wigman. Uh, which doesn't say anything about his powers, but he would have all these different powers, but he would just have a different wig. Mitch is just yelling, I did it all for the nookie. Boys well, punching people, <laughs> and then later just rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep yeah, rolling. Dude, I wish that would be my powers that I, ha- I have a bunch of different hats and people can't tell it's me when I put on a different hat. Even if I don't change any clothes, if I just like took a different hat, be like, hello, it's me. That's funny that you say that. I just Magic got hat. my my buddy from an old job into watching Marvel shit. Like uh, I was staying at his house when the first uh, Hawkeye episode came out. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, man, you got to suck it up and watch this for half an hour. I don't give a fuck. I'm watching it today. <laughs> and we we watched it and got done. And he was like, man, that show is like really good and then every week was hitting me up like i'm watching it, i'm watching it and then when he got to kingpin he was like who the fuck is this guy he looks dope and he like doesn't know the comics he's never watched the cartoons he doesn't know shit oh wow. i was like man if you like this show and you want something a little bit more violent that'll explain who that guy is go watch daredevil and he's fucking loving it and he's hitting me up with questions and he's digging the hell out of it but when i went up there for the last time i saw him like a couple weeks ago sitting down to smoke with him and he goes Hey man, I got like one big fucking problem with this shit. And I go, yeah. And he goes, so nobody knows they're talking to their boss and coworker and best friend because he's got a fucking mask on. Dude, you could put on whatever the fuck you wanted. I know it was you. And I started laughing. I was like, well, you've got to accept that's kind of the conceit of superhero things. Right. Otherwise, you lose a lot of it. But yes, I agree. If it was a real, real world telling, his buddy Foggy would recognize him pretty quick. <laughs> like, dude, do you realize that you have the same bottom half of the face as fucking Daredevil? Yeah. And his his lenses are red, too. Have you seen this guy that's fighting in a blindfold who looks just like you physically? <laughs> have you ever also noticed that Matt Murdock and Daredevil have never been in the same room at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> like christian bale though does he do the Mm -hmm. i'm not wearing hockey pants no he speaks with a different (laughs) clip he elocutes differently but his tone is the same matt murdoch yeah yeah that guy that was a move man i'm really glad they're doing the same thing with that blue beetle actor they got a kid who came from theater and dance. Jamie and had, Reyes? Had, yeah, the kid who's playing Jamie Reyes. And the director said he was doing that when he first got the project. And then it took him four years to cast it, or three years. But they casted him and announced they brought him on the red carpet at Suicide Squad with the director. Oh, and they announced that it's not going to be a direct to HBO Max. It's actually getting theatrical release now. It's a movie movie. But and- I really... I respect that director for realizing that that was one of the magic parts of Daredevil was getting somebody where they could let really long shots ride of fights and stunts 
and make it look cool as shit because they got somebody who was physically able instead of just the most handsome guy who wanted the job. Right. Like, yeah. No, I just mean like, I really think if they'd done a normal casting call on daredevil, we wouldn't have gotten a guy with thicker hair, but my hairline to play Matt Murdoch. Mm. You, you, you know, I don't, I don't think he's ugly. I just don't think he would have been producers go-to choice if there wasn't a director in the room fighting for like, no, 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 no. I need a Broadway dancer. And there's a very good fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's magic watching some of those fight scenes. Just yeah, really that one scene where he goes down the hall to rescue that boy that's all yeah. one shot that's legendary yeah that's it's that's also it, the second episode of the series yeah it's fantastic yeah. uh yeah. somebody said something sad to me the other day and they were like uh, about a, a new daredevil series and i was like what they're like yeah it's on netflix and i'm like that's not new no they just that's, netflix is pushing it to capitalize on it, right and good yeah. for them they should it's good for it's, everybody it's smart but it was sad that somebody didn't know that it was an old thing so now they know now hopefully they watch it and they they know the joy yep and netflix knows they fucked up do you think that uh do you think that marvel like now that they're going to be using charlie cox i mean rumor that he's going to show up in she hulk yeah yeah which makes a lot of sense there's rumor that he'll be in uh what's the one after strange i gotta look at it fucking schedule i haven't eaten all day i'm sorry i'm brain dead oh i had it you're saying after strange yeah not love and thunder what's the one in between man uh, no that's after love and thunder isn't it thor love and thunder is right after dr strange and then black I, panther no black panther i think there was rumor that he'd have something to do in black panther but probably again as an attorney role like really? a liaison and i don't know how they're using a man we'll see there was also yeah. news dropped today there's a bunch of rumors that chris evans taking meetings about coming back as captain america to fight wolverine Whoa. but is that Wolverine gonna be the hugh jackman i don't know but the interesting part about that is it doesn't need to be capped now right. wolverine wolverine's timeless and loses his memory at some point so they could do a movie where he faces off against wolverine after he went back in time and ages out there's all kinds of ways they could handle this yeah yeah because of the possibility of wolverine being basically a healthy looking vampire yeah oh and i was just gonna say and the history of the memory loss thing so there's an easy explanation for him to come into the universe a movie or two later not needing much more of an explanation past he has this memory loss he's not listed charlie cox for anything no but he wasn't listed for spider-man i don't even is he yet he's listed as matt murdoch on spider-man, spider-man. Way Home. yeah on okay. imdb i don't think they added him on imdb till like a week after the release though because uh, that was one of the surprises he was in a movie that i love stardust it was written by neil gaiman yeah and it's got a great robert de niro role it's got a huge cast in fact it's good it's really good i think i've seen it is it kind of a weird fantasy movie with boats in the sky yes yeah i watched that on heroin so i don't really remember it but i've definitely seen it (laughs) robert de niro plays a pilot of a of a ship that flies that floats in the sky and really what it is it's about this guy who's in love with this bratty girl Mm -hmm. and and he's trying to profess how strong his love is and then they see a shooting star and he says i would get that shooting star for you and she says all right go get it so he has to go through the wall they're they're in a town called wall and what they are is they are the border between reality and fairy and he goes into fairy to look for this shooting star who is played by claire dane and uh he gets her to bring her back for his true love michelle and i thought i remembered it wrong but that that 
plays out exactly like a heroin memory of any normal movie. It's it's a wonderful movie. It really is. There was this wall, right? <laughs> and it's kind of like it's sort of reality, but but it's not. And then he gets on his boat, but he in the sky. Ben Barnes is in it. <laughs> like oh, does, ben Barnes is, is, he, is Neil Gaiman ever done smack? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Just they don't call him the Sandman for nothing. But it's got a <laughs> it's got a good cast though. Besides Claire Danes, Sienna Miller. Wait. Ian McKellen is Ben Barnes fucking Jigsaw in the Punisher um, yes. series. He is. Oh, and Who's I'm that I'm, other Ben that was he played Angel uh, in X three. Uh, I don't know, but Henry Cavill is also in this movie. I didn't know that. Holy moly, Superman! All right, you said X three. Oh, Mark yeah. Strong. Who I can't think of who played Angel. I can't even picture him. All I can picture is that teenager from the first movie. Ben. I don't want to say his last name is Dover, but it might actually be Dover. <laughs> I mean, if that's your real name, you got to rock that till you die, dude. Of course, man. Uh, let's see. Who? If my name, if my last name was Gazinia and my first name was Richard, you better believe I'd be going by Dick. Dick Gazinia. Yeah. Aaron Stanford. No, no, he was a flame dude. Uh, let's see. Ben. Oh, Ben Dover. No. Ben Foster. <laughs> ben Foster. Fuck. Uh, missed it by that much. Anytime I hear of Fosters, I think of the most inappropriate joke from basketball. Fosters. <laughs> no. How to speak San Franciscan. Who's Ben Join Foster? It. Yeah, that, that movie holds up. Hello, yeah. High Water. Return to Yuma. Oh. You ever watch basketball, Matt? No. Uh, yeah, I saw parts That's of basically it. my stardust. Oh, it's a San Francisco joke. <laughs> oh, oh. It's not a gay joke. It's a San Francisco joke. Uh, it's an Australian the, joke. The Clay Dicks when they're in the fucking locker room. That shit's hilarious. Just swinging their dicks at each other, but barely on camera. The old man choking on the hot dog made me laugh till I almost fucking puked the other night when I did a rewatch. Someone get this man a hot dog. <laughs> Fuck it. Stop serving him after the seventh inning. Oh, God. One of Britney's mom's pubes. That's a classic line. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie, but what people don't realize uh, is that Trey and Matt didn't write it at all. Yeah, I know that. They just, I mean, it's a sh- it came as a shock to me, but it's the writers of The Naked Gun. Yeah, it's also the guy who plays Squeak claims that they did about 75% of the lines right off the dome, that they weren't really following the script. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, or that the takes that got used were the ones with them just fucking with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I swear you guys bag on me 13, 14 more times and I'm out of here. <laughs> Holy fuck it. Oh, I watched I watched another show due to the lack of entertainment lately. Mm-hmm. Um I watched Ronnie Chang. Uh mm, yeah. He's very funny. He is. He plays that crazy uh restaurant guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was stoked when I saw him in it. Uh, what did you, you watch of his? He uh, he did his a show for the Australian broadcast channels, he, and then Comedy Central's got it on a live stream on YouTube right now as part of a fundraiser. Okay, so they must they must have bought the airing rights, or they had the airing rights down there. But it's about him being an international college student, and it was really good. It's only one season long. It's a really quick watch, but it's really funny. And like, I'm glad he got famous and moved to America and did bigger shit. But I'd really like to see the rest of those stories. It was really good. Hmm. I haven't. De- I haven't heard of it at all. I had neither. Uh, Ronnie Chang, international student. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
It's on a live stream on YouTube right now. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's like a fundraiser comedy central's doing. So I think based on the views, they're donating all the cash done and they're doing a bunch of live streams of different things, but that's one of them. And it, I thought it was going to be a lot cause it's like a seven hour stream or something. So I thought it was going to be a couple of seasons that I could pause and go back to, but it's just the one season that they play through like three times. And it's on comedy central. Mm-hmm. They're YouTube. Okay. I don't know if they've ever aired it on the channel. I've never seen any press or anything for it. I'm pretty good about I'm looking online. It says watch show, watch now, and it looks like that's the Comedy Central logo. Yeah. Cool. The double C. They might have acquired it too, just to have his product to distribute because he's a he's one of the better parts of the daily show anymore. Him and Jordan Klepper. I don't yeah, Klepper's solid too. I don't watch anything. It bums me out that neither one of Klepper's shows made it, man. That guy is really, really fucking good. He was at yeah. the January 6th thing. Have you watched any of his tapes from that, yeah. Mitch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have. Shit's wild. I've seen those on YouTube. Um, dude, he's probably going to go the same route as John Oliver. He was going to be like really solid bit player, and then eventually he's going to move on and do his own show, and it's going to stick somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really good at the he's really he's like john stewart or colbert in character where he's really good at talking down to someone without being aggressive with like like i'm surprised more people at that fucking january 6th rally didn't like attack him dude any of those trump rallies like the and he's calling them idiots to their fucking faces and they just like laugh about it he walks away and that is like a weird social skill that I think has to do a lot with just like the way you speak and look past like intention and body language. There's just a lot of math to that. I think that a little bit has to be God-given talent. Him walking up to that guy, asking him about being a feminist while he's wearing a fucking dump that bitch Hillary sign or Trump. He's wearing a shirt that says Trump that bitch and it's got Hillary on it. On the back, it says grab her by the pussy. Who's this? A guy that Jordan Klepper's interviewing at one of the rallies and he's the guy's like, yeah, you know, Americans we're not like the, I think he's talking about Middle Easterners and he's like, we don't hide our women. We respect our women and Jordan Klepper's just like, oh, I see it in here. So you're a feminist, sir. And the the guy's like, yeah, I consider myself a feminist. I I think, you know, women should have all their rights. He's like, cool, 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 cool. Can you tell me about your shirt? And the guy looks down. He's like, yeah. And like holds his shirt up, this big old fat white guy. And he's like, it says Trump that bitch. And then a bunch of people in the crowd cheer. And Jordan Klepper is just like, and and you don't, you don't see the obvious problem with what you just said and what you're wearing. Cool. Nice shirt, man. And then the guy turns (laughs) Yeah, and then the guy turns around and you see you grabbed by the pussy and you're like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, a lot of that. It's where we live. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be funny to have like uh, footage of Jay Johnston seeing the Comedy Central cameras at the January 6th insurrection mm-hmm. and just being like, oh, you guys are here? Great. I don't have any coverage. Oh, shit. Because yeah, he got, he, they finally fired him from Bob's Burgers. What did he Man, do? He, he was, was there. He was oh, an insurrectionist. Really? Yeah, he was one of the people like raiding and going in the building. That's so weird. It's so sad because I loved him on Mr. Show. Dude, I loved him on Mr. Show. I loved him on Sarah Silverman, which breaks my heart because now it seems like that character might have just been him. And now you'll love him on uh, Celebrity Deathmatch in a couple years. Oh, are they doing the claymation one again? Is that happening? No, this is live action. Oh. He's going to get in a ring and fight somebody else that gets canceled. Good fight. 
good night. Dude, I'd watch that. <laughs> the new Running Man. I'm gonna do something like that. Oh man, that's such a good movie. Ooh. Which one? Running Man. Yeah, the original or the remake? Oh no, wait, they did a remake. Yeah, and then they they did a remake with um, uh, what's that? Uh, Colin Farrell. Yes. Oh, really? I didn't know they did a remake. I thought that was a remake of Total Recall. What did, yeah. I, what did I just say? Oh, Running, Running Man. Man. My bad. No, it's all good. Different Stephen King story. Stephen King wrote Running Man? Yeah. And About... it's different. It's okay. Uh, well, slap my ass and call me silly. I oh, the know book that. is a little different than the movie, but the movie was good. Am I thinking of Midnight Runner Running Man about the bounty hunter? Uh, Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope, Midnight, I'm thinking of Midnight Run. Midnight Run is Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Grodin, dude. Running that Man was... is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Richard Sharon Dawson. Stone and okay. Richard Dawson. I remember right. Running Man. Back to Running Richard Man. Dawson. Running Man's cool, but Midnight <clears throat> Run's way cooler. Yeah, it's a good I movie. saw I saw Midnight Run for the first time recently last, at the end of last year. Fucking solid movie. Yeah, Dude, I think it holds up better than 48 hours. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, I don't know. That's a I, I can't make that statement. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I like Charles Grodin. He is kind of a jerk, but I like his roles. Yeah, I, I, he's usually cast well as that yeah. jerk, kind of like a Chevy Chase. Right. Probably wouldn't want to hang out with him, but Hollywood's usage of him being the guy you wouldn't want to hang out with is pretty spectacular. <laughs> that seems about an accurate statement, to be honest with you. We need an unlikable prick that can act his ass off. Get yeah. me Charles Grodin. Yeah, we need a guy to begrudgingly want to get the family dog. And he keeps evading uh, Robert De Niro, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That was a good movie. Yeah. It's uh. So do we talk about the book of Boba Fett, or do we save it for another time you can talk you know, a little bit about it there's one aspect about it i'd like to talk about because it's becoming a very cool thing in the star wars universe okay are you either one of the floor are, are either one sure. of you fans of the television series parks and recreation uh no but i know where you're going with this I are you matt no have you seen Patton oswalt's filibuster rant that's famous because he filmed it and went on for ever like he did it to fuck with the crew he actually did a filibuster and talked about Maybe. star wars i don't know yeah i am vaguely familiar okay all of robert rodriguez's star wars shit he has done since that has happened have worked within the frame of what Patton oswald has said oh really yeah so the opening of the book of boba fett it shows Patton oswald's exact explanation of how he gets out of the sarlacc pit interesting and that's a fun way to keep something that was very not canon yeah the whole the whole thing like down to like minute details from the story of pat and passionately being like and then when he gets on he does it and, and they do the whole thing so it might it's probably gonna be a fun thing he does continually on projects he's allowed to work on in this universe so it's probably worth all of us studying or at least rewatching because it's been years the Patton Oswald tirade about Star Wars. Because I think yeah, I think but then eventually he brings all the Marvel shit into it, and I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I don't think that's gonna happen either. Also, am I misremembering that in Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett had a, a robotic leg? I don't remember that. I thought you're you know what, you might be right. But I I kind of thought that was hang on, I gotta look this up. I kind of thought, I was like, dude, because I was watching that and I was like, doesn't he have a robot leg? But I think, I don't know. Do you see his leg naked though? Oh yeah, when he's yeah, in the bath. Just, yeah. I was thinking about him getting dressed. 
Also, there's that when they there's a part where the the sand crawlers cruising along and they they're trying to rob it. So Boba Fett pulls up his pant leg like a sexy lady, and all the Jawas <laughs> are like, and then they they come out and sorry spoilers, Matt. Um, <laughs> uh, oh no. Okay, so what I'm thinking of is in the now Star Wars Legends comics about how Boba Fett gets out of the pit. He loses his left leg in the pit, so he has a robotic left leg, but that's no longer canon. So No, but it does seem like they're using the bit from that where the poison is in him. Mm, Is that why? Yeah. He has to kind of like, get me back to the the bath. Yeah, because I think the enzymes that are full of poison from the Sarlacc pit's stomach have gotten into him. Oh, interesting. This is one of the most I've enjoyed a story that goes back and forth between present and the past in a long time. Yeah. Since like early seasons of Arrow. I didn't enjoy it that much in Eternals. I wish it would have been a more straightforward story. Okay. I realized that would have been a five-hour movie, and that's why they didn't do it in Eternals. That was more of a service to time than to storytelling. Right. But But yeah, I mean, in a TV series, you have the ability to do that better. Yeah, but most TV series do it shittily, and I think it's like a a lot of them do it without an end game. Like like Arrow. Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. Arrow. A lot of shows that do the flashback fucking lost. There's just not as clear of a plan, I don't think. Whereas in the Star Wars play, you know, sandbox, I think there's very clear definitions. On All right. So in do. Boba Fett, they show what happens after Jedi until. Right. So it's it's two stories. Okay. You're watching. You're watching after the end of Mandalorian when he takes Jabba's throne. Yeah. That's storyline B. Storyline A or I think they're both kind of alternating storyline a is the flashback story of him getting out of the pit and then his life from there to now gotcha and how he met Ming Nen. I don't even know if we'll get to her by the end of the season honestly oh she hasn't been in it yet okay I mean no No, she's she's in the current storyline oh right 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 she's she's not in the flashbacks yet okay okay I mean I think we see how he meets her and that's after Din Djarin shoots her. He happens upon oh, he her in the Tatooine, yeah, Wastelands. Okay, and I it's thought, just a mysterious figure that's, that saves that's her. That's fair. Okay. For some yeah. reason, I thought maybe she was with him longer. I mean, who knows? We could maybe, maybe she was working on behalf of someone in uh, when Mando shot her. Huh. Yeah. Um, the, the only the only thing they didn't do which I understand again why they didn't do it is how come he's such an old man? <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's uh, as old when he comes out of the pit as he is now. And it's mm. been ostensibly old enough for Luke to have a beard or right up before it. Cause they're cloning Yoda to make the or, uh, Grogu to make fucking old cripple tits. What was his name? Snoke. Snoke. I think in the actual Luke official guide, his name is old cripple tits. Yeah, that was that's his real name. His Sith name was Snoke. Wait a minute, are you saying Snoke is kind of a clone or hybrid of Grogu? Uh, Grogu's involved, yeah. They they show the cloning tubes all broken. And is that season one or is that season two? Season, yeah, two. they were trying they to clone, use... but you yeah, but that's they, where Snoke comes from. Yeah, they confirm that those were Snoke deformities in the tubes, like one of the producers. Oh, uh, so, yeah, they're using that was my Grogu's. theory from the beginning when we first saw the clone guy. And I was like, they're trying to use the most force rich beings in the universe to make this fucking deformed fucking creature we saw later. Yeah, they're using and, Grogu's goo to clone 
a new Palpatine. Yeah, they're using Goo. his his body's midichlorians and stuff in part of the cloning process. But they didn't realize that his body somehow already got to Exegol. I have died before. Interesting. They yeah, but the Snoke cloning thing is going down. Yeah, because he's on a puppet string where he is. He's not like alive. Right. It's just like the top half of his body, right? Yeah, and he's attached to that giant fucking machine that's keeping him alive. Oh yeah. He, he can't go anywhere, or do anything. He has to control anything from right there. But how did his torso get from there to Exegol? If it flew down into the second Death Star's reactor core and got exploded by Lando Calrissian, somebody saved it in the scrap heap, dude. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, the strong. Uh, one of the contractors <laughs> was just like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna take this home." The fourth yeah. strong, bitch. I'm, I know who I'm gonna sell this to. <laughs> uh, I can't believe my luck. I found a severed hand at the bottom of the Bespin mining facility, and now a full <laughs> torso. <laughs> that would be funny somebody finds a severed hand they did that on robot chicken didn't they yeah i think where, so. where the janitor yeah. is sleeping up and then it falls that shit's yep. all righty well i will watch boba fett uh i don't know if i should include other people that live with me because we have too much other shit to watch and it's pretty uh it's pretty kill rich and it's just like it's well, it's pretty violent they for the love sake the of violence it's, it's yeah, but the Mandalorian that. was the yeah the Mandalorians was violence for the sake of a child. Gotcha. There was like a moral there. This is like, hey, we're back on Tatooine and gangsters got run of the place, homie. We're just killing shit. Boba yeah. Fett's back and he's pissed off. It's Boom. like the difference between the good message and Friday and then just boys in the hood. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, there's a good message in both. There's a good message in this too, but one of them's just like a lot of gratuitous violence okay. just to make you feel away. And one of them's like one big fight to make you make it clear that like gun violence isn't the answer, which is a more simple thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that disparity where like the Boba Fett show is more nuanced and like, well, he has to fight those guys. They want his thing, but it looks like it's just like, we're going to beat the shit out of ninjas and Jawas and everything that we can. We're going to beat the shit out of a dog. Like it's a lot. <laughs> it was there. We're going to kill it. And a big uh, Goro monster. Mm. Oh yeah, dude. There's a new Star Wars monster in it, Matt, and he's pretty dope. Straight out yeah, of a looks, midway video game. It definitely looked like it was almost like a stop motion thing that they made. So it purposely looks like a 70s effect. I liked it, but Dude, I don't want it. When it starts, well, fuck that. We can talk about this effect. It doesn't spoil it. When it starts running on all four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at first it's just standing up and you think it's this like forearm beast and then it goes like full centaur. Oh, nice. And you're like, what? Dude, this is a motherfucking problem right here. Yep. Good thing you got some Beskar armor. Oh, wait. No, you don't. Yeah. I see what they're doing with the explanation there, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think they really needed to explain why his armor didn't look like it was leftover parts from a Doctor Who shoot 1970 fucking clackety clack. <laughs> no, I think they just had to explain how Timothy Oliphant ends up with it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But as they say, that's a story for another time. Wait, long... does, does Timothy Oliphant has the one he's wearing now, though? Yeah, he, he bought it yeah, off but the, the Jawas. One, okay, but the one he's wearing when we see him suit up is not his outfit. 
Yeah, he gets it back. Din no, Djarin. When, when he's yeah. getting when he's getting dressed by all those droids and shit, which are dope. Fucking episode one callbacks. Uh, and Matthew Barry's in it. Matthew Barry's yeah. that fucking introductory droid. That made me stoked. But no, Yo, man, excellent. when he's when he's getting dressed, like the <laughs> shoulder pads are completely different. Uh, the oh. way they the way they fit into his chest armor is completely different. His chest armor is different. It's just the same paint scheme. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. I just figured it's always you know a Mandalorian always has their one set of armor. So yeah, but no, I guess he's... that's not even fucking true of Din Djarin because he's he's like. What do you do with the uh, orthodox? Piece? He's like orthodox Mandalorian, and he even got a fucking new set of armor in the first season. Yeah. What do you do with the old? Melt it? Yeah, they melt it down and give it to the younglings. Oh. But yeah, so yeah, you're right though, Mitch, with that Timothy Oliphant. Good call there. But I'm I'm curious to see then when they're gonna explain why he got all new armor except his helmet. He his helmet's his helmet. Right. Hmm. But everything else is different. And like noticeably from that Timothy Oliphant suit, it's a different suit. Right. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Maybe they'll explain it in the episode that comes out tonight. Well, maybe that's some of his new gangster power from Jabba. And it's just supposed to be inferred that now he's got new Beskar armor because he's running the criminal underworld. Yeah. Plus he's pals with uh, Din Djarin who has a hookup on Beskar. Or at least he did until he fucking iced. What's his name, dude? From uh, the guy between Jabba and Boba. Not, not uh, Bib Fortuna. I'm yeah. talking about the. I want to see the baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Werner yep. Herzog. Yeah, Werner yes. Herzog. I want to see the baby. He is the most powerful force being. Wait, so Bib the- Fortuna takes over after Jabba does? Yeah. Because oh. that was a post credits in Mando season two. All oh, right. Okay, now yeah, but they show it in Boba Fett. No, it's just reference. That oh, okay, okay. There's there's a complicated scene about um, Boba Boba being paid respect, and he's not getting the respect that Jabba got. Basically, wow. he's like, "It's rough out there, I tell you, it's rough." <laughs> <laughs> That's the first line of Boba Fett's. Uh, you may wonder how I got in this song like this. Oh my god, that would have been awesome if Rodney Dangerfield was still alive and did a, a spoof. <laughs> or they just digitally put him in as the Mando. Yeah, oh my gosh. That would be great. Just use old footage. <laughs> I can bring you in hot or I can bring you in cold. No respect. <laughs> All right, well, I, I how many episodes are out? Two? Three? One, One two, and a couple right hours. Now. Two tonight. Okay, so... I'm not too bad off. I'll wait for probably a third and then watch through. It was a little bit longer. I think it was like 38, 40 minutes, wasn't it, Mitch? I think so. Do we know how many episodes we're getting in this season? I assume 10 because that was the Mando. I was going to say, I think it'll be 10, but it it might be. I was going to go eight. Eight. It might be eight because that seems like that's what Disney's going towards. Or six. That's what's working for Marvel. Right. That was the other very funny thing after my buddy watched Daredevil. He's like, dude, all these seasons are like 13 episodes and fucking an hour long. What the fuck happened with Hawkeye? And I was like, it's just different storytelling. But I think that's why, because remember, WandaVision started out as nine episodes. Mm-hmm. So I think they started being like, oh, what about all these plot holes we're creating? And that's why Falcon and the Winter Soldier was six. And was Loki six? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I want to say Hawkeye's six. six. But what if is 10? Yeah. Or it should have been, been, right? And they're making another one. We only got nine. Oh, did we? 
Oh, that's right. That's right. It was supposed to be 10 because we never got the Gamora episode, but she's in the finale, even though we never got the setup. Oh, where? Yeah. Yeah, It was very much. It it made me nostalgic for when they used to not give a fuck about children and they'd really release our cartoons out of order when I was a kid because they came back from Korea in a different order than production order. Hmm. You remember that shit, Mitch? Oh, yeah, man. It used to be so hard, especially uh, like trying to keep track of what the fuck was happening in the X-Men animated series. Oh, that was a nightmare. <laughs> it's still a nightmare since they're all yeah. kind of out of order on Disney+. Plus. No, they fixed it. Oh, cool. They fixed all the cartoons that were out of order. Awesome. Excellent. Shit. All right, guys. That would have been a good right. job. Peace, oh, you got to go get the pie right. Uh Yeah. All right. Well, you want to end it out if people want to contact yes. us? Yes. If people want to contact us. I mean, I can say this. Do you, any of you guys want to say this? Because I know I usually say the outro. But if you nah, guys want dude, to take a- You should say it. Our listeners got to enjoy your voice more than mine. I don't know about Maybe. Matt's. Matt's pretty smooth, too. But you sound like radio ready. Though. I'd much rather hear you tell them. Well, if you want to write us a thing, write us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at Broadcast Geeks. You can follow us on Instagram at Broadcast underscore Geeks. You can subscribe to the podcast at Podbean, Apple <laughs> Podcast, and Spotify. Or you can just come back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, we leave you with our signature sign-off line. Excelsior! Excelsior!